What to do with your past? That's the question before us today on Abounding Grace. You know, I met a lot of people that say, no, no, you know, my past is haunting me and it's hurting me and it's holding me back. And I've met many Christians that spin their wheels in Christianity. They're spinning, 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 never making any progress. And their answer is, no, it's my past. My past is being held against me. Listen, in Christ, your past is not being held against you. But I'll tell you, in Christ, you can still hold on to your past. And you can hold on to it so tightly that you have no reach for the future. You have no thought for the future. No, the past isn't holding you back, but you might be holding on to the past. Forget about it. Forget the past. Put it behind you. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. Maybe you look back on your past with deep regret and feel like it's really holding you back. Is there anything that can be done about it? Keep listening and find out what to do with your past today on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. We'll be continuing the study in Romans. Pastor Ed, in today's message, you're going to answer the question, what do I do with my past? As you know, many Christians are plagued by their past. They're ashamed of what they've done and feel the weight of it. Before we get into today's lesson, could you take a minute to share some personal words of encouragement to those that can't seem to get past the past? I spend some time developing these studies just for you. Those of you that are wrestling with uh, discouragement, uh, those of you wrestling with a past, I want you to know I have a past, and I'm not proud of it, and I, I don't like it, and I wish it wasn't part of my testimony, but it is. And I spent many years in living in rebellion to God and making sinful decisions and choices that uh, bore wicked, horrible fruit and hurt a lot of people. And and I'm I'm sorry for them. I, I've asked God for forgiveness. I've received forgiveness. And I'm sorry. I wish it wasn't part of my past. Uh, I wish I didn't, when I look back, I wish it was a better, but it's not. And it's the same, I'm sure, for you. So as we face a past... Understand that God has dealt with your past through the blood of Jesus Christ. You are forgiven. You can trust him. And the most important part of your past is that you learn from it and forsake it, that you learn not to make the same mistakes again. And as we launch into these new studies, that they are, they're going to encourage you. And I'm going to give you very practical. The Bible is super practical on how to handle these things. I'm going to give you very practical things. And one more thing, I have updated these studies. Um, the ones you're hearing on Romans aired many years ago, and they're powerful and wonderful, but I've updated them and delivered them uh, to the congregation just last year. They're on our app in a series that I put together called Free From Your Past. And we talk about this study, uh, the one in Romans uh, about condemnation. We talk about anger, forgiveness, a whole host of things that surround your past. And I want you to know that I love you and appreciate you as a part of Abounding Grace. But more than that, God loves you and appreciates you. Let's jump in and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us. 
Friend, I'll tell you how to get our free app and access those messages that Pastor Ed just spoke about after the message. We're looking at Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 it says, There is therefore now, circle that word now. It's a word that's used to depict time. Now, right now, as we read it, right now. Every time you read the verse, it reminds you that in that instant, in that moment, the only moment that you're actually living is now, right now, there is no condemnation. For who? For those that are in Christ Jesus. If you weren't with us a couple weeks ago, we spent a week just looking, a Sunday morning, looking at Romans chapter 8, verse 1, identifying some signs of condemnation and showing you and learning how it is to get out from under the condemnation because in Christ Jesus there is no condemnation. And there's some practical tools, some spiritual truths that we share. And I encourage you to pick up the CD because today in that study, not last week but the week before, go together. And I even gave you homework, didn't I? I told you to take a sheet. I printed out for you all of the instances in the New Testament where just the phrase in Christ was used. And I asked you to study through that. It's a word study looking at the blessed benefits of what it is to be in Christ. And the timing is now. There is therefore now no condemnation. Do you know what that word no means in the original language? If you look it up and you study real hard, you know what it means? No. It means no. None. Zero. Zippo. Nada. Zero. Did I say that one already? Zippo. It means none. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, for those who do not walk according to the flesh. Walking according to the flesh. I'll show you a few ways you can do that with a relation to condemnation. You don't want to do that. But according to the Spirit. What a relief. Verse 1 of chapter 8 brings us. What a relief. This is the truth of God's Word. When you say, no, 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 there's condemnation for me, then you've taken up an argument with God. Because God says here, very clearly, very plainly, for those that are in Christ Jesus, those that are walking in the Spirit, there's no condemnation, none. None at all. And it's a great place to be, isn't it? In Christ. Not in this world. You don't want to be known as the person in the world. No, 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 no. You don't want to be known as the person in the flesh into themselves, the person in the workplace, that's it. He's into his work. He's into his career. He's, she's into her hobbies. No, no, you want to be known as a person that's in Christ. Because being in Christ will bring balance to every, 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 every other area of your life. You want to be in Christ. That's the place to be found. And when you're in Christ, we looked at it. In Romans chapter 3, we've been justified freely. Romans chapter 6, we are dead to sin in Christ. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, we have eternal life in Christ. In Christ, we'll never be separated from the love of God. Romans chapter 8. In Romans chapter 12, in Christ, you're now part of a new family, a body of believers that spans the entire globe. There are believers on every planet, in every nook, in every cranny, of every single part of this world. And you're in that family, in Christ. In Romans chapter 15, we learn that in Christ we have reason to glory, that great things are happening in our life through Jesus Christ. In Christ is a great place to be. You know, in Christ, I want to remind you that my sin and your sin has been judged. The penalty has been paid in Christ. In Jesus Christ, your sins have been forgiven, washed away. Remember, we looked at it. In Isaiah chapter 44, verse 22, it says your sins were blotted out like a thick cloud. Blotted out, gone. 
David says in Psalm 103 that God, he hasn't dealt with us according to our iniquities, but what? As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. And we'll get to that section of scripture a little bit later today. In Christ, in Christ, our sins have been thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. In Christ is a great place to be. But there's a problem in all of our lives. Okay, so we're in Christ and we're enjoying these blessed benefits. Great, wonderful. But there's a problem that each one of us has. It's like a shadow or it's like a cloud that follows us around. You know what it is? Your past. It's your past. You have a past, don't you? I have a past. We all have pasts. Past that taunt us. Past that plague us. Past that shoot arrows of condemnation against us. A past that, that tries to undermine our faith. A past that condemns me, that pulls on me, that taunts me, that follows me. Everyone, we all have the same problem. We all have a past. Now, your past might not be as bad as mine. My past might not be as bad as yours. But we all have a past. And I'm certain that each of you has something in your life that you wish you could wipe it away if you had the chance. It would just be eliminated. Make it disappear. Erase it permanently. And that's where Romans chapter 8, verse 1 jumps off the page at us. There's no condemnation. I don't care what your past is or what's in your past. There is therefore now, right now, right here, right now, no condemnation to those that are in Christ. To those that aren't walking in the flesh, but walking in the Spirit. No condemnation. So then, the question becomes, what do I do with my past? If we all have one, and my past is ever before me, pulling on me, taunting me, condemning me, beating me up, what do I do with my past? I want to give you three things today that you can do with your past. Very simple, very biblical, very powerful. Three things. Number one is Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. What do you do with your past? What am I supposed to do with my past? I mean, okay, theologically, I'm all over it. I love the fact that there's no condemnation, but I feel it all the time because my past is ever before me. Yeah, I mean, I'm all there. I want to walk in that area where there's no condemnation, but my past is always in front of me. My past is always taunting me. My past is always messing with me. People are bringing up my past. I'm bringing up my past. What do I do? Well, number one, forget your past. Forget your past. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. We have Paul the Apostle. He had in his past both good and bad. There are wonderful things that took place in his life and horrible things. He did great things in his life for Jesus Christ. By this time, he writes this letter, and he's also done some horrible things against Jesus Christ. And listen to what he says, verse 12, chapter 3, Philippians. What do we do with our past? Number one, forget it. Forget your past. Verse 12. Not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on. Circle those words. I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I don't count myself to apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press, circle that word, same one he used earlier, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. 
And so at this point, you're like, okay, so simplistic, Ed. Forget my past. Sure, you want me to forget my past. But listen, Paul says it was a constant thing in his life that he was forgetting his past. It was a constant process in his life where every time his past came up, he was determined to forget it. I forget my past. I'm not thinking I'm going to forget it. That's my commitment. I'm going to forget the past. I know you think it's not possible, but it is. This is how we forget the past. You ready? We forget it by releasing the past and reaching for the future. You release the past and you reach for the future. You can't really reach for the future if you're always hanging on to the past. You know, I've met a lot of people that say, no, no, you know, my past is haunting me and it's hurting me and it's holding me back. And I've met many Christians that spin their wheels in Christianity. They're spinning, 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 never making any progress. And their answer is, no, it's my past. My past is being held against me. Listen, in Christ, your past is not being held against you. But I'll tell you, in Christ, you can still hold on to your past. And you can hold on to it so tightly that you have no reach for the future. You have no thought for the future. No, the past isn't holding you back, but you might be holding on to the past. Forget about it. Forget the past. Put it behind you. Do you know that's where it is, right? It's behind you. It's not in front of you. It's behind you. It's not ever before you. It's behind you. Paul says, I forget those things in the past, and I press on, and I press toward. Go back to Philippians chapter 3. Next to press on, or next to press toward, in verse 12 and verse 14, you could write these words, run swiftly after. It's the picture of a person running so fast because he's being chased, and he doesn't want to get caught. And that's how we have to treat our past. We need to run from our past, leaving it behind. I'm pressing away from my past, and I'm pressing toward Jesus Christ, because in Christ, I'm a new creation. In in Christ, I'm totally different. In Christ, God has done wonderful things and my past can't be held against me. That's what Paul did. He ran swiftly away from his past and swiftly toward the goal of Jesus Christ. You have to forget the past, gang. But I can't, Ed. Yes, you can in Jesus Christ. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I know I've been right where you are. I have a past. We all have past, right? I have a past. I just got back from a week of vacation celebrating my 18th wedding anniversary. Isn't that great? 18 years. You know, there were people in my life that said, that won't last for 18 minutes. And for a time, I believed it. That's what it looked like. But as we're out, I don't care where you go in the world today. You know what you're going to hear? 80s music. It's everywhere. I don't care where you are and what country you're in. 80s music. It's everywhere. You can't turn it off. 80s music. Do, 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 do. You know. <laughs> oh, 80s music. Do you know what 80s music does to me? It takes me back to the 80s. <laughs> do you want to you know when I did the most damage to my life and to other people's lives? The 80s. Do you know that there are certain episodes in my life that are actually tied to a song? That when a song pops up on the radio, it takes me right back to that day. I may not have thought about that for 15 years. When I hear that song, I'm right back there. And that happened quite a few times. I listened to them all. You know, a lot of songs are goofy and 
Uh, they were goofy back then, you know. I, I, just, I just needed to make a decision in my life that I'm not in the 80s anymore. Isn't that great? I don't live in the 80s. It's true. Today is a day of salvation. Today is a day that Jesus has redeemed me and changed me. So I don't care if I hear these goofy songs. I'm not in the 80s anymore. God has changed my life. The Ed of the 80s is dead. It's the same in your life. There are all sorts of things trying to draw you back to the past. All sorts of thoughts, all sorts of memories, all sorts of pictures. The enemy, he has your number. He knows that you've tied a situation in your life to a specific song or a specific scent or a specific place. He knows that. And so it's constantly before you because the enemy knows if he can get you to look backwards, you're stuck. And if you're stuck, you're not going anywhere. You're only going down. And so he wants to pull you back. Now, for those of you that drove to church today, aren't weren't you amazed at how big your windshield was? It's huge compared to the little rearview mirror, right? Did any of you drive in reverse to church today with your little rearview mirror? Or did any of you have a car where the windshield was actually the rearview mirror and the little area up there is what you can see for? Of course not. Because the best way to drive a car is what? Legally forward. That's the best way to drive a car. You're not going to get very far if you're always driving looking in the mirror, are you? It's only a matter of time before you what? Crash and hurt yourself and others. You see, when there's no condemnation for those that walk in the Spirit, to deal with our past, the first thing we do is forget it. A conscious choice to forget it. Forget the past. Because it's going to come up over and over again. You're going to bring it up. People are going to bring it up. Memories are going to bring it up. And you make that choice. That's not me. I forget it. I'm not, I don't live there anymore. You know, I found the only times I can't forget my past, and maybe you can relate, the only times I can't forget my past is when I choose to dwell in it and just hang out with the past. And maybe even throw a little pity party and see, invite my friends and family and see if they want to show up. I'm just living in the past, kicking myself for the mistake I made 20 years ago, hurt over the mistakes that were made to me 20 years ago, and when I choose to dwell in it, I choose not to forget it. I'm just going to hang out here and think about it for a while. And you know how that goes. You start thinking about it, you start thinking about it, you start thinking about it, and it grows this, and it grows there, and before you know it, you're done. It's over. Past. Choose to forget. Don't dwell in it. You know, I have a problem forgetting the past when I dwell in it and I hang around in it and then I start to drown in the sorrow and grief that it brings. And I was like, well, here I am. Woe is me. Not really knowing all that God has done. Not really understanding. Not really living by the truths that God has changed my life. Yes, indeed, it was painful. And it was hurtful and it was harmful. But it's in the past. It's over. It's done. Maybe it was an argument you were in. And all you can think about is, I could have said this better, and I should have said this, and I shouldn't have said that. Our mouths are interesting creatures, our tongues, aren't they? You say things that you just, man, it's a weird thing because you start to say it, and then life gets into slow motion, doesn't it? And you're about to say it, and you're like, oh, no, come back. I really don't hate you. (laughs) But you said it. 
I wish my mouth worked as fast, or my head, my mind worked as fast as my mouth, but my mouth is much quicker sometimes. Gets me into a lot of trouble. You know how it is when you argue. It's all about the past. I mean, okay, you went to King Supers and you forgot the potato chips. But you always forget the potato chips. I remember when you forgot the potato chip. You just don't like me. You don't care, do you? You probably left those chips there on purpose. And it's all about the past, isn't it? And you've done this your whole life. You've never loved me. You've never cared. And they just forgot the potato chips. Listen, married couples, it might be happening in your family, it might be happening with a sibling. You have to forget the past. God doesn't hold it against them, and neither should you. A lot of our arguments would be settled, right? You forgot the potato chips? I'm sorry, honey. I'll go back and get them. Well, great. What a nice person you are. It's over. It's done. We don't bring back the past because the past is painful. See, the reality is that those who choose not to forget tend to stay in one place their entire lives. Right here. I'm staying right here. I'm not moving. This is the time when I was hurt. This is the time when they hurt me. This is the time when they undermine me. This is the time when things didn't go my way. This is the time that I made a mistake. This is the time that I sinned. And I'm not moving. Everyone around you has moved on, but you've chosen not to move on. You've chosen to live under condemnation. Maybe it's not condemnation to yourself, but you've chosen to live in the past because you want to use it to condemn others. Listen, stop it. Forget the past. Press on. Release the past. Reach toward Jesus Christ. I've met people that have lived in their past their entire life. Please don't misunderstand me, friends. I realize that things happen in life that are extremely painful. I realize that some of you have been violated. Some of you have been greatly hurt. Some of you have done great damage to your minds and your bodies. But Jesus is cleansing and washing and changing. He's redeemed you. You're not there anymore. You don't live in the 80s or the 70s or the 60s. You've been delivered. 50s, 40s. You've been delivered. 90s. Some of you are, I was born in 1980. Okay, 90s. Stop telling me how young you are. You don't live there anymore. Amen? Amen? Forget the past. Number two, flip over, would you please, to Luke chapter 15. I know I'm speaking to some of you right now. This is it. This is why the Lord brought you in today. You were thinking about not coming, or maybe you tune in on the internet and grab this CD. And, and here, I'm speaking to some of you. I mean, if you could jump out in your seat and scream out out loud, you're screaming on the inside how difficult, how hard it might be, but it's true. The root of condemnation in the believer's life, the root of condemnation in anyone's life is always looking backwards. If you don't look backwards, you're not going to be condemned. Because when you look upward toward Jesus Christ, he hasn't come to condemn you. He's come to wash you and cleanse you and change you and love you and care for you, never leave you or forsake you. But when we look back, we're in trouble. You can't be condemned when you're looking forward, guys. You can't. So there you have the first of three things that you can do with our past. We're to forget the past. 
We'll share the remaining two with you tomorrow on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. Remember, you can access these studies in Romans online at AboundingGraceRadio.com. And at the beginning of the program, Pastor Ed mentioned a related series that may be of interest to you called Free From Our Past. You'll find that on our app. Just search for Calvary Aurora in the App Store or Google Play. Abounding Grace is made possible through the support of our listeners. And when you give a donation of $25 or more to Abounding Grace, you're invited to request a copy of A Love Letter Life by Jeremy and Audrey Broloff. In it, they share insights from their own journey toward marriage and encourage the reader to stop settling for convenient relationships. They offer perspective on male and female differences in dating and take on topics like purity, give some rules for fighting well, as well as some advice on how to pursue a love story that won't end. That's A Love Letter Life. Yours today for a gift of $25 or more. Call 877-30-GRACE and we'll rush a copy your way. Your generosity helps us provide the teaching of God's Word on stations all across the nation. We're constantly hearing from listeners that have been helped and are growing by God's abounding grace. Thank you for standing with us to make that possible. Call 877-30-GRACE. Then be sure to join Pastor Ed Taylor next time for more teaching from Romans. That's right here on Abounding Grace. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church Colorado here in Aurora.